We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. It is the Thursday edition. That means you get me, Steve Perhatch, and joining me again, Dusty Evely. What is up, my friend? Not much, man. Excited to be here after two weeks uh, talking Packers, albeit off a uh, frustrating loss. Yeah, the Packers sit 4-6-1, the slimmest of playoff hopes. They, I believe it's at 3% mm-hmm. chance. So they need to win out and they need to have like an unbelievably specific list of things to happen. <laughs> um, and I loved it. Even Aaron Nagler put it, pointed out, like he saw the list, he quote tweeted and he goes, how sad is it that we have to go through this entire list of, you know, the Vikings have to lose three games. The, the Seahawks have to lose a game, the, uh, all this stuff to, to even remotely go in. And the one thing that stands out to me is, do you really think the Packers are going to win five games yeah. in a row? I mean, you know, I was looking. They haven't won two games in a row yet. I was doing the same thing. I was looking at that list and I was going because it's it's. I can't remember the exact scenario, but it's it's four out of five scenarios, and all of them involve at least one team losing like two, two, three games um, over the rest of the season. I was looking at that list. I was doing the same thing where I'm going, okay, like none of these are none of these are that ridiculous. None of these in and of themselves are that ridiculous for them to happen. And then I did the same thing you just did. I stopped and went. Well, the Packers have to win out, though. And they've looked like, unless they suddenly turn it on, which they've shown 
know that they're not going to do. There's no hints of them doing that. Yeah, that's the most unrealistic part of it is the Packers. Those four things could happen, and the Packers are going to lose like at least two two games, I assume. So, yeah, the list of it is the Eagles have to lose one game. The Seahawks have to lose two. The Panthers have to lose two. The Redskins have to lose two. And the Vikings have to lose three. So None of that stuff is crazy. No. I mean, the craziest of it is the Vikings losing three, but they're playing the Patriots, the Seahawks, uh, and they even have the Bears in there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's three games they could lose. Each one of these scenarios has a plausible situation. But, yep, that's a game they could lose. The Seahawks could lose to the Vikings. They could lose to the Chiefs. Uh, the Panthers could lose. They play the Saints twice. They play the Falcons. Mm-hmm. The Redskins lost their quarterback. They have Colt McCoy going. So, like, all these things could definitely happen. And the Packers could go 0-5. Uh, yep. yep. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but... So, yeah, I mean, I saw that today, but, you know, we, we've got Thursday, the Thursday morning podcast, which means we've got things to talk about. There's some news, some notes, some signings, some injury reports. So we'll start off right away. Trevor Davis with a hamstring will not be available this week. Do you know what that means, Dusty? Do you know what it means? It means I'm sad. It means I'm real sad, Steve. Why are you saying Jane Kuberl's coming to town? I love Trevor Davis. I okay. love Trevor Davis with all of my heart. It's not officially of official, so we have to make that claim out there. Kumaro has been noted saying that he has friends and family coming to the game, so we're all assuming at some point that he's going to be going there. EQ's on the injury report as well with an elbow. He was limited in practice, so, I mean, there's signs. It could be, you know, it could be the... Uh, the galvanizing moment of Jay Kumaro <laughs> catching touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers to save the season. Listen, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I um I didn't see the Kumaro hype early um in the preseason. Kind of those guys I was a little wary of. You know, he's he's old, like he's kind of big. He's big and he's strong, but he's not overly fast. Um, at least that he didn't really show that he's overly fast. But like some of the stuff he put on tape, like he he's quick. Um, but he's just kind of he's kind of a big guy and he catches everything. And as as the preseason went on, and as Rogers talked about him through practice, he he catches a lot, and he also seemed, and we were talking about this a little before the show. He seems like he's he's where Rogers knows he's going to be, which is something that's been missing with these guys. So uh, you know, Kumaro's not going to come in and light anything on fire. But man, listen, maybe he's there for a couple big receptions because he's been in the league for long enough, and he knows where he's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean. We joke about it because he was the preseason wonder and Jeff Janis was a preseason wonder <laughs> and then never made it actually happen. But I think that for me, that's the biggest difference between the two was Janice was never where Rogers wanted him to be. Never, ever, ever. Even I'm sure he was probably Rogers in his head was even complaining about like the Hail Mary catch in the end zone. Of, <laughs> like you were supposed to be two feet over that. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> But that, I mean, it's just, it's an interesting option to have this late in the season. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that they would be using both IR returns on wide receivers, but here we are. It could be, maybe it will be, because I mean, if you get somebody who is a quarterback favorite and knows where to be, I was joking around saying you have a new number two receiver, but I mean, he could (laughs) be man in the outside spot right away and it wouldn't shock me. Well, you know, and why I can't remember if I said it here or my other podcast or just into the ether, um, just in my backyard shouting crazy things, as I often do, uh, that before the season it was kind of this, I didn't really want Kumaro to make the team because I felt he and Allison had the same skill sets, more or less, and and I didn't, 
But I didn't. We didn't need two of those guys. You need a, you need fast guys. You needed some speed. So I wanted the rookies to make it because uh, at the time there was kind of this: are all three of those rookies going to make the team? Uh, and with Allison out now, you it gives you that kind of. It's weird to say reliable because he's never played an official <laughs> snap for the Packers. But just based on you know his career again, his age, kind of what he showed in the preseason. Rogers talking about him in practice. He does seem like he kind of take over some of that kind of more possession stuff that Allison was doing. And that would be, yeah, it'd be big. And he is, he is a big enough guy, I think, to take over the outside if he needs to, um, you know, for a little bit or a snap here or there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I hope, I hope we see him this week. Cause I do think, I do kind of want to see what he, what he does out there. He could be just a solid possession guy, which is fine right now. Yeah. I mean, they definitely could use something like that. Flipping, flipping to the defensive side of the ball. We do have a signing for the actual squad. We have, Safety Eddie Pleasant joining the roster, and in the corresponding move, they have released linebacker Corey Toomer. So, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. This is this is just like a warm body. I know he yeah. played he played for the Cardinals, and I'm sure, yeah, great move by Goody. He's gonna get, they're gonna get so much information out of Pleasant that that they're just gonna light up the Cardinals. Um, it's another body in the backfield. It's nothing crazy to write home about, but just want to make sure everybody was aware of it. Yeah. Pleasant played um, 16 snaps a month ago on special teams in a single game for the Cardinals. So listen, man, the way that special teams has been going, maybe they're looking for that special teams edge and maybe that 16 snaps is enough to get them there, Steve. I mean, you never know. It, it, it could be, it could be, I mean, anything could help this special teams. It has been, <laughs> so unbelievably frustrating oh it's i mean it it gives you like the jim carrey vomit gif every time they somebody (laughs) punts the ball away or it's a kickoff that doesn't get down because i'm just sitting there i'm like okay where's it oh look that's an amazing return oh wait oh there's a penalty yep there's a penalty and they're not they're not necessary oh look they're not getting away from the ball after the punt they're just standing around (laughs) it for some reason look at that so yeah they should be coached to do that maybe i I get the dry heaves every time i watch a special (laughs) That's 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 the correct reaction, Steve. Uh, also, signing to the practice squad, the man with the best name in football <laughs> coming to the Packers is it Gerard DeBeer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that doesn't... St- I know you were talking about needing a new jersey. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's screaming. It's like, yeah. Dusty, just buy me. I'm looking... It hasn't... It, I don't know if this is crazy, Steve. It hasn't hit the pro shop yet, um, which... Seems like an oversight on their part. Uh, I mean, they just got like Bakhtiari. It's, I feel like it's got to get there. I, I think they like just got Bakhtiari this year. So I'm going to give DeBeer another week before I start, you know, signing petitions and stuff. Well, that's fair. I, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, injury list. It is a lengthy, lengthy list. It's Wednesday. So, you know, more people not participating. It doesn't mean they're out. But let's start it off. We've got David Bakhtiari did not practice. Brashad Breland did not practice. Kentrell Bryce did not practice. Trey Carson did not practice. Randall Cobb, limited. Mike Hmm. Daniels did not practice. Trevor Davis did not practice. Jimmy Graham did not practice. Raven Green did not practice. Kevin King, limited. Aaron Rodgers, full participant. So thank goodness for that. Just one. EQ, limited. And Lane Taylor limited. So we calculated that I was about roughly 25% of the roster. I think tw- a little a shade over 26%, yeah. 
anything sticking out to you like that's a huge concern i mean this isn't none of this is really news i, I mean for me the biggest thing is is Bakhtiari. we gotta see where he's at because even though you're playing the cardinals i i mean you're tackling i don't know who, yeah it's just it makes me sad and afraid for aaron Rodgers' knees if david Bakhtiari isn't playing well then it's that it's that left side right it's 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 uh, Bakhtiari, and it's also Taylor over there, and then you also run into depth stuff. So, like, if Bakhtiari can't go, what is that, Spriggs at left tackle, which makes you nervous already? And then if Bulaga has to miss a snap, it, like, or a series, or a half, or whatever, I mean, it's that it can get ugly in a hurry. And, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals are not good. They're still an NFL team with NFL coaches and players, presumably, and... If you're missing, you know that those big chunks off your offensive line, that could be troublesome. So yeah, that's big. And I mean, you know, you look at um, you know Green and um, Green and Bryce were both off, uh, so that's you know two of your safeties. And granted, not you know Bryce was a starter early in the year, and Green saw some time. It's not like they were huge contributors at this point, but that is two safeties. So I mean, that's it's concerning. But yeah, that left side of the offensive line is 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 troublesome. Yeah, and they do have somebody named Chandler Jones. That uh, I'm not not familiar with him. No, I haven't no, seen him. No. You can check some tape on him. He's he's pretty athletic. He can kind of dominate tackles, guards, centers, anybody you put in front of him. Hmm. Uh, wreaks a little bit of havoc. So yeah, that's something that, to so definitely he's a keep an eye on. Good pass rusher. I've been watching our defense for a while. I don't think those exist, Steve. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, really it's something you. in the Gatorade in Green Bay. Yeah. Some, maybe it's all the cheese that they're eating, something <laughs> along those lines. that kind of slows them down on the edge, but they do have good pass rushers outside of Green Bay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to know. Or bad to know. Yeah, I know. I know. So you are the man who loves to study the Packers passing offense. I do. And I love to uh, just check – all your Twitter out during the week because you just, it's so much fun because you put gifts in there. You just it, you drop all this knowledge and the things that you see that, that not everybody does that, um, you know, average person watching a game, you don't see those things. So is there, can, is there anything you want to tell us? Kind of, we, we talked a little bit about, um, you looked a little bit at third down conversions, mm-hmm. uh, things like that from the past week. What was, was there anything that you gleaned from all of your, your studying of the film? I mean, the the main thing, yeah, the third down conversion thing, what I want to do was, you know, I saw complaints and I was probably one of those. I'm, I'm one of those people I get very emotional during the game. Um, and then the day... I don't, I don't know what that's like at all. I, I know, don't. most people don't. I'm ta- It's foreign language to most of these people, but it means I get a little crazy and my voice gets up and I don't think logically and all that stuff. I try to keep a level head and it doesn't always work. Um, but I've been doing, um, you know, writing about the Packers and covering them from that angle for... Over five years, so over in that time, I've I've kind of developed this. The day after, um, a lot of my emotions, unless it's a really heart wrenching loss, a lot of my emotions about the game are kind of tampered down. And so I just kind of I, I, I kind of take that side out of it, and I'm just looking at okay, what do they do well? What do they not do well? Um, which is an interesting way to look. And so uh, you know, I, I'd kind of rewatched some portions of these games, but not looking at you know focusing on third down. So um, my heart during the game was telling me that. Rodgers was passing up a whole lot of third down checkdowns. Um, and based on what I saw on Twitter and other places, uh, that, that was kind of a common refrain from people. Was, well, you know, this play here, 
you know, Jones is open, it's third and two, and he doesn't check down to him, and instead he goes deep and blah, 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 blah. Why is he missing a check down? And so that, that's that's kind of the, the reason I wanted to do it. And so I went through, you know, not this week, because I did it before this week with the 10 days between games. I kind of took a little extra time and did that. Um, I, I found, I can't remember, I don't have the stats in front of me, I'm sorry. Um, they had a check down or a short option on third. I looked at, like, anything within third and about seven. Um, okay. And I, I think it was... I want to you say know, it was like 15, if I remember correctly. Sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was you know, somewhere between 20 to 30% of the time they had a short option, like a check down option. And he took that when it was op- an open check down option, like something that I thought realistically could have gotten the first down. Um, and he took that option on 72% of the plays. And I think it was, I think he, he had 11 completions. Yeah, it was 15. 15 total that I that I kind of picked up that kind of fit that. 11 completions, 10 first downs. So he hit him like a 70-some-odd percent of the time, and when he did, they went for first downs all but one time. Uh, and so in my estimation, it's not really the problem that, that it was kind of said that it was. It, there was – anytime you see someone that's short, that doesn't mean – I've seen like the broadcast angles. You all see like the clip thing or even some of the all-22 as well. You know, this guy's open. Check him over here. Well – if you actually run that forward a little bit, a lot of times what happens is there's one, the big one that happened a couple weeks ago was Aaron Jones in the flat on the right. And it was, well, he's open and it's third and two. And that's like a 10 yard gain. That's an easy dump down. Well, he was started. Roger started his progression from the left and he's working his way to the right. And the pressure got to him before he was even through his third read and the pressure pushed him left. And so, he did not see Jones and could not get the ball to Jones because he's running to his left away from very large men and could not turn his body to throw back across the field where there was, by that point, a closing linebacker on him. So you see these little things like that, that you see that still image, and it looks like, why doesn't he hit that guy? Um, and, and, and from what I've seen, he's when he has that option, he's hitting him more often than not, and it's usually going for first down. It's just, it's it's not, that's that's what I found what I assumed it's not as bad as it seemed like it was just from the still images you see running around. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. You, you get an all 22 image and you can just screen grab wherever you want. Mm -hmm. And you see this like a wide open running back. And it's, I think that's the thing you see those things and you get unbelievably frustrated as a fan because you're like, he is wide open. Why is it? Why is Rogers passing that up? Why it's an easy first down. It's all these things you have to, you have to realize the game is so much quicker than a screen grab. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's evolving so quickly. And again, the guys running at him, the lanes, I think that was another thing that you talked about was the lanes available yeah. because there was one that I think it was either Jones or Williams. That was, was right over Williams. The yeah. This past week. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Williams was what it seemed like wide open over the middle. And then you took the other angle and the defensive tackles right in his face. Yeah, and there's there's no lane for him to get him the ball. So you know those pictures can be deceiving. Um, so yeah, I mean with Rodgers, I think a lot of it we are so used to him being perfect mm-hmm. that when he's not perfect, everybody's arguing that he sucks. Well, he's still playing a high level of quarterback, just not what we're used to. I yeah, think. I mean he's he's having for for Roger standards, he is having a down year. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't want to. I'm not saying that Rogers is fine and no one should worry. Like Rogers has been like this. This offense has not been clicking all year, and Rogers isn't the sole reason for that. But Rogers is certainly a part of that. He is to blame for some of this, but he's also not doing as badly as some people would like to think that he is. I think. So, 
On that note, have you seen the theory from Adam Lefko? I I have not. I don't think it's it's just kind of funny. It makes me laugh, but. This is his conspiracy theory. He he has a check mark by his name. He's a uh, okay. the host. He's got he's he works for Bleacher Report. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers purposefully started four six and one to get Green Bay to move on from from Mike McCarthy, and now he's going to John Wick the NFL. Ooh, man! So we did on on the other podcast on Pack to the Future yesterday. We did uh, a kind of a kind of a similar conspiracy without the John Wick part. John Wick makes everything better. That was just is he tanking the season to get rid of McCarthy. I like the I like this one better. I like yeah, this I, one better cuz it's it's tanking the the chances for playoffs are still kind of slimy alive, but people have kind of was he is he too old? Is blah 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 blah. If he just sets fire to the league the rest of the way, it'd be like part of me would be like this is amazing. And then the other part of me would say, "Well, why are we doing this all year? We missed the playoffs, <laughs> man." Uh I don't know. I like it. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy theory. I like that one. I think it could it could turn into a pretty good movie. So, man, listen, all, if he comes out that. and puts up fifty on the Cardinals, yeah, throws for and like four hundred fifty yards and five touchdowns. touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that. I'd be. I'd be. He just scorches the league, and every like every single time he throws a touchdown, he just stares down McCarthy afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at him. He's staring down McCarthy. And he's not going to the sidelines for timeouts, Dusty. It's he's, not happening. He's going to the opposite sideline. He's going to the Cardinal sideline. I'll be all about all yeah, about yeah, it, that'd, Steve. That'd be good. And, and you know what's going to make this week even better is he's rocking the glorious mustache. Oh, man. Oh, I saw a picture of that today. It just I cannot stop smiling about it. Uh, he always rocks good must- mustaches. I love it. So we're going to end the show on a little bit of a fun note. I want your best mustache of all time. And then you guys chime in. Oh, and I man. want you to hit us up on Twitter, at Steve Furhatch. Uh, what are you, at Dusty Evely? Yeah. So, yeah, hit us up. Get us the best mustaches of all time. Dusty, drumroll. Uh, go ahead, hit it. What's your best one? Man, there's some good ones. You know, there's um, you know the two obvious ones that come up are Selleck and, uh, and Burt Reynolds. Because uh, those mustaches are just just electric sex, just both of them. <laughs> if you just see like, did like, you just say electric? I sex? did, <laughs> I did. Listen, man, I'm a Tigers fan, um, and so if you watch, if you see like Magnum PI and Solid cut that mustache oh, yeah, going in yeah. his Tigers hat, whew, ready to risk it all, Steve. Uh, but <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go, and this this I swear this is I. I I, I realize this now. It might seem like I'm giving Rogers a shout out. I'm not, but if he wants to take away that the way, that's fine. I'm going to go very specifically. I'm going to say Sam Elliott all the time, but specifically in Tombstone. Okay. Like he's got. Listen, man. I don't know if you've seen Gettysburg. Like I mean, Sam Elliott just always has. I think he shaved his mustache for the season he was in for Justified, and he looked like an odd turtle. So he should always have a mustache and his mustache is always amazing. So I want to say specifically tombstone, but Sam Elliott for me, number one, when I think mustaches, I think Sam Elliott and tombstone. Jeez, Dusty, I think we're going to have to get you on just a specific mustache-related podcast because you just made me laugh like seven (laughs) times in a matter of a minute and a half, all about mustaches. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, I appreciate that. Sam Elliott does have an outstanding mustache. I'm going to go... Uh, Parks and Rec. I'm going to go Nick yeah. Offerman. I mean, yes. the man, like, there's just a, 
he's like the man's man in the show and he mm-hmm. always he says like oh I, I that's a good mustache for me so sam elliott nick offerman please hit us up i i mean i'm now down for all the mustache related humor because <laughs> dusty's bringing it already so yeah please hit us up on twitter with the best mustaches in the world um please please because i know we're missing some and there are some good ones out there um but yeah i'm all i'm all in all in on that steve if we're gonna be the mustache guys let's just be the mustache guys well. let's, let's lean well. into it i like it i like it all right dusty we will uh check you back in about two weeks yes sir hopefully we'll be talking a couple packer victories and a couple of losses for the other teams that we need losses for and who knows we could be still on the road to the playoffs so fingers crossed man fingers crossed all right, that does it for the Pack-A-Day podcast Thursday edition. Make sure you check back tomorrow. Friday we'll have more updates on the Cardinals games, the rosters, everything like that. For Dusty, I'm Steve. As always, go Pack Go. Six seconds to go. Ball just outside the four. Roger shotgun looks to his right. Snap to A-Rod. Throws right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! The dagger to Andrew Paulus on the right side! Aaron pointing to the right now. Gets the snap. Looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Leaping right yes! to Fanta Adams! Yes! Touchdown Green Bay! A spectacular throw and catch to the left side of the end zone! Rodgers from the 42 New York, fourth down and two. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, scrambles right. Now, winds up, rainbows, into the end zone. It is Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.